fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I have a feeling the tide is turning just a little bit. I think Republicans are starting to wake up. I think Democrats are starting to shake in their boots. I think Joe Biden's still not remembering who the heck he is. And I, <laughs> and as sad as it is, I think it's good for the way we're moving forward. Hey, welcome into the program. It is a Friday. You finally made it. Broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation. Here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station, all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, your Millennial General reporting for duty like we do every single day. Great show lined up for you today. We have a lot to get to. It is a Friday, so we'll try and keep it somewhat lighthearted. At the same time, there's a lot I want to get to today for sure, as we have issues going on in the UK. We have issues going on down at the border. We have the new generation... That is called, or at least this time area that our generation is living in, is now being called the Great Resignation as workers are causing a havoc in the labor force. Now, is it the workers causing the issues in the labor force or is it the government causing issues in the labor force? The things that make you go, hmm, we'll get to all that and more coming up on the program today. You can find us on our live streaming, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch.tv, also on Instagram, TikTok, our ourfreedombook.com, and of course the website at HoosierReason.com. That's H-O-O-S-E-R Reason.com. I want to jump right into it. Got a great guest on the show lined up for you today. So uh, Peter Navarro, the former Trump advisor, he was going to be with us today, not able to make it. He's uh, rescheduled till next week. You know, like DC guys flying around being busy and stuff. So we'll get him on the program next week. Don't worry. But uh, we have another great guest with you lined up today. As usually, we're on his program. We had to get him on this program because it's been too long since we've chatted with him. And many of you hear him every single day. You can hear him on armedamericanradio.com, armedamericanradio.org, armedamericannews.org. In the social media as well with the Opsalens and everywhere else. The host of Armed American Radio, the man himself, Mr. Mark Walters. Mark, what's going on, brother? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. It finally got here. Good heavens. <laughs> it's been a weird week, man. It's uh, it's strange. There's a couple things I want to bring you on today for to talk about. Not just Second Amendment issues, although I do want to touch on that in a second, but uh, some other things as well. Did you hear, we're going to have some fun with this, Mark, because why the heck not? It's Friday. So let's do it. We're going to Joey and have a game just for a second. Did you hear about the issue out in Norway this week, the bow and arrow shooter? Yes, five dead. Yeah. We call that a mass shooting. That's a mass shooting. That is a mass shooting. Now, remember, that is, yes. and you know this, Mark, this is a country that is not allowed to have firearms. This is a country the that... Arrows are brutal. <laughs> arrows are brutal. Watch a Western movie... Yeah. And watch Custer and his troops get arrows fired into their body. It's a very brutal thing. It's terrible. It's terrible. Now, I joked in a not a really joking manner because that's a terrible ordeal, the fact that five people died. But they're going back to their Viking roots, are they not? I mean, the Raiders of, you know, having the big axe and the, and the bow and arrow, they've had to resort back to that, apparently, because they can't have the firearms. Mark, you talk about all the time the threat against the Second Amendment. Are we looking at a potential ban against bow and arrows here next once they try and come after the guns? It's a legitimate question. They wanted to ban knives, including butter knives, in Great Britain. They wanted to round <laughs> off the tips. I mean, it, it, it happened. 
that's not crazy gun nut me talking. That actually happened. Look it up, listeners. You see it for yourself. Yeah. They wanted to ban knives. I, this is a this is a culture, or I should say, an ideology that fails to understand. I covered it on today's program. It, it that fails to understand that human beings are violent by nature. The founding fathers understood that, which is why they recognized our right to keep and bear arms. Which, by by the way, it pre-existed them. It's a natural right to self-defense, to be able to bear arms in defense of oneself, because human beings are violent by nature. Yeah. Do we even have to go into the, the you know, hundreds of years, the centuries of Roman rule? And the violence? Do we need to go into that? I mean, human beings have been slaughtering each other since the dawn of man. Yeah. That was we have very an true. inherent right to defend ourselves from that. But yeah, I mean, it, to get, it's crazy, but to get to your to part of your question, yeah, they will. Someone in Norway is already calling for that. <laughs> well, and, and of course, like you said, let's go a little bit deeper. Why is it? Is it just because they don't have the high enough IQ? Is it because they're not smart enough to understand? Is it because they're just oblivious to it? Why can't we unveil the layers of the onion, go deeper and realize, well, like you said, there are bad people that do bad things. It's happened since the dawn of time. I mean, even with Cain and Abel, apparently we need to ban rocks as well. When Cain killed Abel all the way back when, uh, at the beginning right. of time, we realize this has always happened. Why don't we look a little bit deeper at the psychology of why someone does something rather than what they do the something with because the something with has evolved and changed over time that's never going to go away and whether that certain object is there or not the idea is still going to be there why don't we try to work to address the idea of rather than the object that it's done with we do the other side can't because there are not a lot of layers to their onion <laughs> okay it's that would require critical thinking ability rather than acting on emotion, being serious here. Yeah. Liberalism is emotional. It doesn't require a critical thought process to do what you're suggesting does. And you've just gone to the root of what we as conservatives, let's take Chicago, let's take it right to Chicago. We know how to stop crime in Chicago. We know what it takes. We know how to do it. Sure. They refuse because they want to, they don't think they get emotional. We've got to do something. We have to ban this tool. We've got to stop this. My gosh, we have to stop this. Let's take that away from people rather than accepting the fact that America is a country of hundreds of millions of guns that aren't going anywhere, nowhere. So let's start getting to the root cause of crime in Chicago. It's drugs, it's gang violence, it's lack of parenting. It's the breakdown of families. It's, it's, it's the loss of God in our schools and in our lives. And it's a socialist mentality that allows this to happen. And that's what we're witnessing across the country today. And we're fighting this. And we had better win. We had better win. Because all people have an inherent sense of freedom that must come out. And if freedom has to stand and fight for its freedom, it will do so. Yeah. So this battle can be lost if we sit back apathetic, get complacent, and don't do something about it. I think we're going to. I think we're starting to see this now. Uh, Americans are sick and tired of what's happening. Well, and and I, I got to be honest. I, yeah. No. Go ahead. go ahead. 
No, I, I was going to say, I mean, COVID well, was really the the uh, the the flint here, wasn't it? I mean, with COVID and the regulations, the masks, the vaccine, everything, people are starting to say, stop trying to intrude in my life. And I think that's just kind of the snowball that's waking them up to other issues as well. Agreed. And it's not wearing a mask. It's not getting a vaccine. If you're anti-vax, good for you. If you're pro-vax, good for you. Your opinions aren't wrong. Your opinions about either way are right. You can think any way you want. But mandates forced by a government is the crux of the matter. This is what we're talking about. A private business forcing or being forced by a government or a private business forcing employees to do something against their will. That's what we're talking about. If they can do it for this, they can do it for anything. And if we give them this, they're going to take the mile. We already know that. It's just like big government programs. Once you fill the trough, (laughs) it's done. It's not going away. You can't go back and take Social Security. It's not going away. And they know that. The Democrats have been experts at that for generations. That's why they're trying to ram $3.5 trillion down our throats, et cetera. We can go down these holes, and we all come out the same place. It just requires you to think about it rather than feel. And that's the inherent difference between the two ideologies right there. It's very frustrating. Mark Walters, Armed American Radio. At the same time, and this goes right into what you had talked about, I mean, we saw a uh, the long-serving member of parliament in the U.K. being stabbed as well as they're looking at counter-terrorist issues there. But again, they didn't have a gun. They ended up using a knife on that front. But we got just a couple minutes left before we have to let you go here. But I do want to shift gears and do something a little bit different than the 2A. I'm sure that as much as you enjoy talking 2A issues, you you don't get much of an opportunity to talk about other things. Uh, Have you been following this issue with Netflix and with uh, David Chappelle and the censorship that's going on there? I have seen the entire David Chappelle Netflix, and I think it was brilliant. And again, it goes to the critical think versus the emotion. It truly does. Everything Dave Chappelle said was fact, (laughs) period. Whether you like it or not, it's fact. It's truth. It's fact. If you you have not seen it, listeners, don't just get mad if, if you're on the liberal side and you haven't seen it. Go watch it and understand that what he is telling you is, in fact, fact. And Andy, as you know, facts are stubborn things, brother. Yeah. Sometimes facts can be a harsh mistress, right? Yeah, that's very true. The problem is, though, is that I think it goes even deeper is, and we're going to talk about this later on in the program as well, stand-up comedians, that's exactly what they're supposed to do, are they not? They're supposed to talk fact. They're supposed to talk truth, but yet they do it in a questionable way. They do it in a sarcastic way. They do it in a way to make you ponder and think. I mean, Joe Rogan said it best years back on his podcast where he talked about how stand-up comedians were really supposed to be the philosophers of the time because they made you Correct. think about and question society or question a certain issue. And that's not David Chappelle's doing nothing different than what stand-up comedians have done for years. But now all of a sudden it's not okay, which really takes the whole censorship and you need to think a certain way and you cannot question authority in some way, shape or form to another level where they go after the ones that are the jester making fun of the king in the time of, you know, the king's ruling everything. You are supposed to be made uncomfortable by good comedy. Yes. That's what it's all about. And Dave Chappelle stood up, thank God, to the naysayers and the cancelers. And I, I guess I can end it with this. You can only be canceled in today's day and age if you allow yourself to be canceled. I was reading a GQ article about Dave Chappelle today. It's funny that you mentioned this today. And I got you know, partway through the first paragraph when the author who came out as black and gay, who cares? So he's black and gay. Big deal. 
hated Dave Chappelle for what he was talking about. And the moment I saw he capitalized the word black and didn't capitalize the word white, I thought, I'm not even reading this anymore. <laughs> this is nothing but a progressive kook who is playing the game of politically correct politics in today's day and age and using multimedia, today's digital media to do so. You know, these people are nuts. They're out there. Here's my advice. Learn how to laugh again. Yeah. Get off your devices, get off your computers, turn off the television, go to a comedy club and learn how to laugh at yourself again. It's great for the soul and understand that what the comedian is pointing out is really true. Yeah. And it's funny to laugh at yourself. So I, we need to get more of that. Go have a few beers and laugh at yourself uh, until we get back to that point. This country's in terrible trouble. Well, and the other side has forgotten what actual things are funny. The last time they laughed was when they saw Kathy Griffin see a decapitated picture of Trump, and they thought that that was absolutely right. hysterical. So that's their level of comedy. It's a little sick, and I don't know how to come back once you get to that level, but that's kind of where we're at on the other side of the aisle. It's Mark Walters, host of Armed American Radio, armedamericanradio.org, also Armed American News. we got about 20 seconds left, Mark, but the Armed American News, that's killing it. I mean, what? Uh, it, where can everybody find that? It's doing well, isn't it? Armed American News, we've become a news source for a lot of outlets out there. We separate news from opinion. You will enjoy it. ArmedAmericanNews.com. Go get a dose. Mark, we love you, brother. It's always good to talk to you, my friend. Let's do Thanks, it again brother. soon. I love you, too. Thanks for sitting in the chair for me when I was out. I appreciate it. Love you guys, KQAM. Hey, we always love that. It's great times there. Mark Walters, Armed American Radio. Lots more coming up here on the show for a Friday episode. Stay right here. The Voice of Reason. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss Part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic.
You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out here on the program for a Friday. The Voice of Reason, radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. Thanks again to Mark Walters, host of Armed American Radio, coming on the program. Love having him on the show. We don't get him on enough. I come on his program about once a week. I fill in for his show whenever he's gone. We did that the last few days uh, this week as well. So that was a lot of fun. Always appreciate it. Love him to death. And great mentor in the radio industry. Great dude. And he's, he's expanding massively with his network. I'm growing with mine. We're just having a grand old time doing the thing. That's what we do because people need this content. It's not just the information overload. It's the information put into context and the wisdom and knowledge behind it. That's what we talk about. Because you can have the information overload. There are plenty of news sources out there you can get information. Now, what does it all mean? That is the question. So we appreciate him coming on the show and with his new news network. You can find it armedamericannews.org and watch all the great stuff that he's got going on there. As we talk about Second Amendment protection stuff for just a second, I do want to bring this one up to you. (laughs) The media, they love, they love to demonize. Not just demonize, though. They like to build a scarecrow. They like to build the false idol of whatever they're trying to demonize and then go after it because that's their time they can't go after the actual substance if they go after the actual substance then they lose horrendously in the debate on ideas so they have to build the scarecrow they have to generalize issues and then go after the attack and here's the example that i mean by that when you mean uh, because this goes right into your second amendment protection stuff for example uh there's a piece from politico.com he calls himself the american sheriff What is that? The question is, whose law is he following? So there's a guy down in Arizona, in Pinal County, Pinal County, Pinal County, Arizona, by the name of Mark Lamb. He is the sheriff of Mark Lamb. Uh, He is the sheriff of that county, and he is working to try and, you know, help with border issues, secure the border, protect his county, because he is the sheriff. And by golly, he's going to enforce the laws on the books in that county regarding illegal immigration, regarding crime, regarding drug cartels or human trafficking or whatever. And Politico and the mainstream media don't like this guy, obviously, because he's taking the county into his own hands when it comes to enforcing law, as opposed to just waiting for the federal government to do absolutely nothing, which is what they've done on the illegal immigration issue. So they can't go after him that way because he's obviously... Following law, They say, whose law is he actually following? Well, he's following the American law and the laws that are on the books. When you follow laws on the books, then guess what? Usually criminals usually can't go out and do stuff very easily, including illegal immigrants. I know, I know that's a hard topic to, concept, to grasp there. The other side of the aisle struggles with that concept. Well, you can write the laws and then you can choose to enforce them or not. That's why we have this issue of just no, Joe Biden would enforce the immigration laws that are on the books right now we wouldn't have eighty thousand plus haitians trying to come up to our southern border to just cross under a bridge and be all happy hunky dory in the country so they can't go on the substance of mark lamb this sheriff in the county they can't go after him for that because if they go after him on uh whose law are you actually trying to enforce the american law oh you can't do that you can't go after that argument so what do they do about halfway down will they try and create this scenario i love journalists now where they can't just give you the info. They have to write a story. We're sitting in the den and we're watching them and they zip their tea in the dark with the lamp in the background. That is called a novel. That is not called journalism. Just write the damn story on what it's actually about. 
Uh, but as you get through and skip through about the first three or four paragraphs of the story, Lamb supported the Stop the Steal campaign in Arizona and has expressed sympathy for the January 6th rioters in Washington, D.C. He also called the, called the vaccine mandates garbage and spoke at a recent anti-vaccine rally in Phoenix where he told supporters we're going to find out what kind of patriots you are. Now that right there is the summing up of everything that the mainstream media and left-wing progressives hate. They hate all of it. So they can't attack him on actually being a sheriff and the duties that he's doing on his job as a sheriff. They have to generalize him as now the representation of everything on the right side of the aisle that they think is domestic terrorism to demonize him and everybody that could potentially associate with this guy. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. What a week it's been. I got to admit, I am excited for the weekend. It takes a little R&R. Every single weekend, we have been working extremely hard on the Hoosier Media Network studios. The home studios trying to get things up and going there, trying to work on construction things. Again, I'm not a construction kind of guy, but I figured out a lot of it all on my own. So I am exhausted. I think this weekend, uh, having the celebratory week that it was, I think this weekend we're going to take a little R&R. And enjoy. I, I mean, I'm excited. I'm pumped up because a lot of things are coming together. But man, I'm, I'm exhausted. I know a lot of other people have been as well. It's been a crazy week indeed. Welcome in. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on two way issues right now. But as I mentioned, that sheriff down in Arizona where they're trying to create the scarecrow to demonize because how dare you think this way? If you believe in the uh, if you believe in the Stop the Steal campaign, if you express sympathy for the January 6th rioters, which is hilarious, they were protesters, and they were mostly peaceful protesters. I, I, yeah, I know, I know! The mostly peaceful protests, that's what happened. I mean, we have Black Lives Matter protests where, you know, five people out of the hundred would burn down, like, not just go crazy, they would burn down car dealerships and blow up all the cars, and they're like, oh, it's mostly peaceful protests. Okay, cool. Then when you have a hundred out of a hundred thousand that break into the Capitol and do something stupid, then we can call that a mostly peaceful protest too, right? Not saying what they did was okay, but... When you have 100 to 200,000 people and 100 to 200 people go in and actually do that, then you're not talking about the rioters and the domestic terrorists that happened in January 6th. 
He called the vaccine mandates garbage and spoke at anti-vaccine rallies in Phoenix. So, again, just the general summing up of what they despise on the other side of the aisle. You can't attack him for his duties as sheriff and the legal issues of him enforcing laws at the local level. You can't do that because then you would lose the argument. So you have to generalize him and make him the scarecrow and go after him when all he's trying to do is protect the county that he's actually the sheriff for. And that's why people are angry. And that's why, again, it goes back to the self-defense issue, because when you get demonized for even trying to do the right thing, that's when you need to be very concerned and cling on to that gun and Bible that you do all the time. So what do we do? I mean, wouldn't it be nice to have, I don't know, an administration that actually cared or gave a crap or actually did something about this stuff? It sounds like most people are starting to realize this. We read the report yesterday with the poll from Gallup surveys showing that now 54% of Americans want less government than what they did before. During the Trump era, they wanted more government. Now they want less government now that they got it. And they're like, "Uh, maybe we shouldn't have done that. Well, along with that poll showing people want less government, now there's a new headline from SpectacleWorld.com where British odd makers, because they gamble on everything over there. In the UK, you can gamble on anything. They now have new odds showing that Donald Trump is favored to win the 2024 presidential election. I know. So is he actually going to run? I don't know. He's still been like, well, you'll be very happy with what we're doing. Okay. Does that mean you're actually going to run? Are you going to endorse somebody? Are you going to like start a uh, super PAC? Like, what are you doing here? But they say betting odds are more reliable indicators of election outcomes. And right now for the 2024 U.S. presidential election, they say that Donald Trump became the favorite on the bet fair to be 2024 presidential winner. That's against the current president, Joe Biden, as Trump had 21% chance of winning. Joe Biden, who is plummeting in the polls, has fallen to 19% right now. Elsewhere, Vice President Kamala Harris still completely is terrible, and no one likes her as a 13% chance of victory. Mike Pence is even further down the table at 4%. That's interesting to me. Now, why do you think that Donald Trump's gaining popularity right now? Obviously, people that still like Donald Trump did like him because of what he did while he was in office, think that it was actually rigged or that it was stolen, whatever. Uh, but outside of that, why in general would there be more favorability to Donald Trump now than what there was before, even when he was in, in office? I'm wondering if it was one of those where we just didn't appreciate the things that we had at the time and now we're regretting that we didn't cherish them or value them when they were actually there uh, i mean the first thing that pops into mind of that is like the young kid that gets a car and the car's given to them by the parents they just buy the vehicle for them instead of making them work for it they don't appreciate it they don't make sure to check the mileage to get the oil change they don't rotate the tires they don't check all the levels of you know the antifreeze and the windshield wiper fluid and check in the oil to make sure you don't seize the engine you know you don't check the pressure in the tire all the time you don't take care of it because you don't appreciate it. Why? Because, well, you got it. It's just it's, it's just normal. I fall into this level of complacency. I've gotten it. I don't need to worry about it. It's always going to be there. Then when it's gone, it's gone. And then you realize, wow, maybe I should have appreciated that just a little bit more. And uh, young kids do that a lot. Luckily, I did not have to worry about that. I got my car. I had to work for it. And my parents said, when, whatever you make, then we'll match that. So I worked really, really hard making $7 an hour at that time, bailing hay and, and pitching 50-pound grain you know, feed for animals and working at a feed store. And I saved up $1,500. 
and I bought my car for $2,800, and my parents were able to help with the rest of it. And I drove that car. I bought it with 100,000 miles, 120,000 miles on it. I drove it till I had 380,000 miles on that vehicle, and I still would have driven it until the front axle snapped in half and my vehicle and my tire fell off on the right side. I, that's how much I took care of that car, and there's nothing I could have done about that. And it, trust me, it leaked some antifreeze. It idled really high because, like, the uh, cylinder would stick, so it would idle at a really high rev. And, like, I'd be holding onto the brakes as hard as I could, and it would still be, like, inching. So I'd really hope that the light would actually turn green really, really fast. It was a crap car, but it was my car. I took care of it. I loved it, and I appreciated it. You know what? Donald Trump had his flaws. No one liked his Twitter account. No one liked how brass he was. No one liked his New York thing. We still have accounts of him trying them trying to come after him for the stupid stuff that he supposedly did or didn't do, although we have zero evidence on that stuff. You know what? He wasn't the A-model type that we would have liked, but by golly, he was a guy that didn't care about what people thought of him. He did what he thought was best, and he made stuff happen. We didn't have this immigration issue at the border when he was president. We didn't have this economic issue when he was president. Because things were trucking along. Obviously, COVID stopped a lot of that, but that was not by his choice either. He was kind of forced into doing that too, wasn't he? The media told him to shut down the economy, then blamed him when the economy was really bad. They didn't appreciate how things were. Now we have, according to this Newsmax story, how uh, economists are calling our generation the great resignation generation. We're, We're changing the landscape of the labor force. Again, I think why popularity for Trump is coming back because people are upset about immigration and people are upset about the economy like we talked about yesterday. But this goes into a whole new discussion of what is the workforce going to look like a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, ten years from now. It's going to be completely different. And as you look back in time and you've looked at maybe the timeline of how the workforce has changed from all the way back during the revolutionary time. You did you to survive. You worked on the farm. You worked on the, the plantation. You did your thing to survive. Maybe you had some pieces of land. Maybe you were trying to be involved in politics in some way, shape, or form, but you were doing it for survival. Then you had the, I guess, the Industrial Revolution, the factories, and you had everybody, including children, where you're working there and you're working long hours, you're working terrible hours. Then we evolved to a bit of the labor rights movement and the civil rights movement where, you know what, kids shouldn't be working in the factories. You do have to have some safety protocol in there. You do have to have limited hours so you're not falling asleep near the grinder and you fall into the pit because that's really, really bad. Maybe you should actually have some proper training. Maybe you should have proper compensation. And by the way, all that was done not because of labor unions. I know that's a triggering point for some. That was done because people actually did it themselves. And businesses realized that if they invested the time and money into making good employees, they don't have to keep spending money to retrain new employees all the time. Imagine that fact, right? Actually trying to make sure that they ran smoothly. That was the labor movement in the early 1900s. Then we had the bit of the change on the negative side. It grew too big. The labor unions took over a little bit too much and started impacting industry in the private sector. Then you had social programs that came up during World War II and FDR and the Great New Deal to where we had Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid and all this other government-funded stuff that was supposed to be temporary during the Great Depression, the Great Depression era. Then you got to LBJ that just permanentized it and said, you know what, we're just going to keep this stuff. This is kind of good. This is great. Then you grew up to, I don't know, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, where we have the environmental movement 
we got to change the factories. They're polluting the environment. They're killing the earth. We need to change this stuff. So now, regulation businesses, we're going to regulate you more, not just how you handle your employees, but we're also going to tell you how you need to make your products. Because why not? More government intrusion, right? Then you take it to the minimum wage argument. That's great, but now still you're just not paying enough. Need to raise that up a little bit more. Then we had the computer automation. Yeah, if we're not going to have minimum wage, might as well just make it all automated, right? We could make pizzas. We could make McDonald's burgers. We could make assembly lines. We could get rid of all those entry-level positions, make it all automated. Now we have with the COVID pandemic, we have the health pandemic movement. We need to do remote working. And now they're trying to use the labor with the health and the wages and bring it all into one to have this new great resignation era of what they're trying to call us because now we have people that are just leaving because they say it's because of the lack of wages and that they can find better wages elsewhere. And if that's the case, then you know what? I'm sure that some people are doing that. I don't know that that's everybody, though. I think the majority of people, like we said yesterday, are resigning because of the COVID-19 vaccine mandates. They don't want to deal with it. But they're using that as the false pretense of, oh, no, they're really leaving for better opportunities. They're really leaving for better wages. They're really leaving for better benefits. They're really leaving for a better work environment. They're leaving because they want to be able to work from home. They want to do the remote working, whatever. I don't know what the future is going to hold on the work labor force in general overall moving forward, but it's definitely changing. And I think largely because of government intrusion of what they're doing, a little bit of how the private sector needs to adapt to it. I mean, if you're able to work from home, why not work from home? That just makes sense. Why wouldn't we do that? But people are realizing, wait a second, things are a little out of whack here. Things are not in sync. Maybe we need someone back where things were trucking along because things were trucking along. And that would be Donald Trump for both the economy, for immigration, for safety, our foreign policy, and a heck of a lot more. Things just seem to run a little bit better and we could just ignore the tweets again. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier Holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online helping you defend and preserve this great republic. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I got a comment over the break from someone on the live streaming that, Andy, you talk way too fast. You talk way too, and maybe I do. I do tend to get a little excited and speed up the process a little bit. However, there's a lot going through my mind. I got to try and get it out. If I slow down, I end up stuttering a lot more than when I just kind of ramble through it. At the same time, we have only one hour here, and I try to cram as much as we can into this program. We try to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag, and by golly, we're going to do that (laughs) in that one-hour content. So I appreciate it, and thanks for listening. And if it is too fast to you, then I'll try to slow it down. It is interesting to see the popularity coming in from Donald Trump. I don't again, I don't know whether he's going to run or not, but I do find it interesting that his popularity is going up and that uh, even the traders and the gamblers over in the UK are like, yeah, that guy would win if he actually ran today. I do find that kind of interesting. And here is something interesting for you as well that just kind of wrap up that segment and we move on. I there was over the weekend, as so I've been working on the construction stuff at home and working on just some side projects, I, I turn on different shows, I turn on different programs, I listen to different content, and I came across this show that was talking about, this was back in like 2011, 2012, that the show was actually recorded, and it had on a psychic that was talking about how the economy was going to fare in the next few years. And I found it interesting, and this gave me a little bit of hope for humanity when they could actually predict that, because that I was like, all right, looking at it now, were they right? And they had made the comment that it was in 2012, and they were talking about like the end of the Mayan calendar, if you remember that, the end of the world. And they said, economically, we're going to struggle for a few years. Now, this is, remember, during the Barack Obama era, so this was very controversial then. How dare you say that Barack Obama's economy was not doing well? when you just print money and inflate the economy and just dump it into the system. Like, what? how dare you think that's not going to work? <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, it's struggling right now. We're going to struggle for a while, but it's going to come back in 2016, 2017. And then we're going to see this really good stability in the U.S. economy. And that was, of course, right at the time that Donald Trump got into office. He lowered ta- He didn't even lower taxes yet. He was talking about lowering taxes. And every business out there started reinvesting in their business, started hiring new employees, started expanding their businesses, because that's the mindset that we have when you can keep your own money, you actually get to expand your business and survive as a private entity. I, I know. I know it's a crazy concept, but you're just not allowed to talk about that stuff anymore. You're not allowed to talk about the success of private industry and capitalism, because if you do, then you are probably the worst person on the face of the earth. And they don't like you talking about the successes without the government. So the government needs to cause an issue, drop in the wrench, make the issue and say, oh, look, there's an issue. I guess we better come in and fix it. And then when it doesn't run well, you're like, oh, look, it's running a lot better than it was. Meaning when they threw the wrench in instead of prior to. So if you go back to the original system, you're not allowed to look at that. There's a veil of like a blocked brick wall. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall because we're not allowed to look past what the government has actually done for us. Oh, look, aren't you glad? Aren't you appreciative of us, the federal government? 
aren't you glad? And when you do question it, then you are the worst person on the face of the earth. Uh, kind of like this whole David Chappelle thing with Netflix. And I haven't talked about it on the program. We really just haven't had a whole lot of time to talk about it on the program. But it's a deeper issue. And we talked about it briefly at the beginning of the program with Mark Walters. But you got to remember, stand-up comedians, uh, regardless of whether you agree, disagree with David Chappelle, I like David Chappelle. I agree with what he said. I like his content. I like of what he said. And people that want to protest him, there was a headline of like two or three trans individuals that work for Netflix that were angry that Netflix had aired this as a Netflix stand-up comedy show with David Chappelle. They were angry that they wouldn't take it down, so not only did they protest, they walked in and interrupted a CEO board meeting for Netflix and tried to protest and interrupt that board meeting, which led them, obviously, to get fired from their positions. Now they're out there trying to claim discrimination because, oh, they fired the LGBTQ members that are trying to fight for their rights, which they didn't have any non-rights or anything. They didn't have anything... Weird. They interrupted a CEO board meeting that led them to be fired because they were an insubordinate employee who did something dumb and that got them in trouble. They were trying to make a stand to try and get them to pull the the David Chappelle clip and they weren't going to because they don't need to. But it's a deeper issue here. We have comedians all throughout the generations, all throughout the times, all throughout the Middle Medieval Ages and beyond. Stand-up comedians, jesters, the ones poking fun at society are the ones that make us challenge society, make us question the way that we do things, make us question and think about things a little bit deeper because they take the current event and they poke fun at it in a little bit more of a philosophical way. They're supposed to be the trend setters, and now we're not even allowed to do that. They're going after the ones that have made us think throughout the ages about things just a little bit differently. And that's a scary thought. When you go after the stand-up comedians, you know they have a serious issue. And, oh, by the way, you've lost your sense of humor as well. Go listen to Bill Burr yell at people. That'll make you feel better. That does it for us today. Podcast up in a little bit. Back at it on Monday for another episode of The Voice of Reason. Until then, be your own voice of reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.